Let's go. Amen. It's good to see a fuller house than we've had in seven or eight months. 145 of you, and we'll work our way back up by the grace of God and the leniency of our governor. Thank you for being in the house of the Lord with me this morning to honor the Son of God. Let's open our Bibles to Acts chapter 5. Acts chapter 5, and let me take you back 1,990 years to 30 A.D. and an event that took place there in the city of Jerusalem. You read Acts chapter 4 last evening in preparation, I hope, and you read about the apostles being charged that they should no longer preach the name of Jesus Christ. In Acts chapter 5, Ananias and Sapphira fell dead with the word of Peter against them. In Acts chapter 5, the apostles magnified themselves by God's blessing upon them so that they were known as being different from all other men. God put a special blessing on them in Acts chapter 5. They were found preaching again, so the Jewish leadership put them in prison so that the next morning they could have a trial and condemn them for violating their ordinance against preaching in the name of Jesus. In the morning when they assembled the leadership of the Jews, the apostles couldn't be found in prison. And the leadership was worried, what is this going to come to? We don't even know where they are. We thought we had them in hold. And a messenger came running in and said, don't worry, I found them. They're down the temple preaching again. <laughs> now, the Lord had magnified those apostles so highly that the people loved them. And the Bible tells us that in Acts chapters 3, 4, and 5. And so I'm going to read a few verses to you from Acts chapter 5 of how they sent their captains to bring those apostles and to bring them without violence because they feared the people that they would be stoned to death. Because these apostles, as their enemies will admit right here in this chapter, had filled Jerusalem with their doctrine and intended to bring his blood upon their heads. Yes, indeed. So here I go. Rejoice with me. And look for a P word that you think has me a little excited. A P word. In Acts chapter 5, verse 26, Then went the captain with the officers and brought them without violence. For they feared the people, lest they should have been stoned. And when they had brought them, they set them before the council, and the high priest asked them, saying, Did not we straightly command you that ye should not teach in this name? And behold, ye have filled Jerusalem with your doctrine, and intend to bring this man's blood upon us. Then Peter and the other apostles answered and said, We ought to obey God rather than men. Amen. The God of our fathers raised up Jesus, whom ye slew and hanged on a tree. Him hath God exalted with his right hand to be a prince Amen. and a savior, Amen. for to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. And we are his witnesses of these things. And so is also the Holy Ghost, whom God hath given to them that obey him. Right. 
When they heard that, they were cut to the heart and took counsel to slay them. There has always been division caused by the proper doctrine of the Lord Jesus Christ. Men will hate you and desire to kill you like they did him, like they did his apostles, and like they did his followers under pagan Rome and papal Rome. There's a great division because of the Lord Jesus Christ. There was a division in Acts 5. There was a division in Acts 7. There was a division in John John 10 and John 7. And there's going to be a division in your life if we live godly in Christ Jesus. But I want you to notice in verse 29, the apostles said we ought to obey God rather than men. They were commanded to preach by Jesus Christ, and so the rulerships of the Jews had said, you should no longer preach in his name, and that choice was easy. And so they continued to preach anyway. In verse 31, the apostle Peter and the others said, God has exalted with his right hand the Lord Jesus Christ to be a prince and a savior. The power is the zeal of the Lord of hosts. We'll perform this. If you remember Isaiah 9, 6, and 7, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform it. And with God's right hand of power, he made Jesus a prince of the kings of the earth, as Revelation 1, 5 would say. And he was certainly a prince of Israel. He was the king of the Jews, as Pilate put in three languages over his cross. Oh, I hope you're thankful this morning about the Lord Jesus Christ. And the trouble he's caused in this world. The glorious trouble. Thank you, Lord, for the trouble that your son caused in this world. And we want to be troublemakers right along with him by following him and his doctrine. You've not only made him a prince, you've made him a savior to give repentance to us and forgiveness of sins. What a king. What king can be our king and defender, our king and protector, our king and our savior, our king and our forgiver. What a glorious king. Amen. Brother Adam, you started us well this morning. And he said we ought to be rejoicing with joy unspeakable and full of glory Amen. at the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. Right. And it's a choice, brethren. We have a lot of good things today to consider. I have a lot of good things to present to you, and I don't have a single picture. But I do have a couple hundred verses because I can prevent, present far more verses to you with slides than I can by waiting for you to get to some place in the Bible like Acts or Hebrews. So there's going to be a lot of Bible verses. But let's just look at them and rejoice in the words. Rejoice in the individual words. Does the word prince mean anything to you? I hope every word of God means something to you. This is a true event. 1,990 years ago in 30 A.D., when men that had been locked up in a hole were in a detention center, the Lord loosed them and sent them right back into the temple to take up preaching where they had left off shortly before that. And they didn't dare bring them with violence because God had magnified his apostles. Now, there were other times that were coming when God would let them take his people with violence, but they still overcame that death by the blood of the Lamb, and they loved not their lives unto the death. Right. Is that true of us this morning? Let's love the Lord Jesus Christ that way. Amen. Let us pray. Almighty God, our Father in heaven, O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. We thank thee that thou hast raised up a horn of salvation in the house of David. 
to fulfill the promises made to the fathers and to deliver us from our enemies. We thank thee for the Lord Jesus Christ who has delivered us from sin and death and hell and the power of the devil. We thank thee, O Lord of glory. We thank thee that thou hast made the Lord Jesus Christ a prince and a savior. We thank thee that he has given repentance to this little pocket of Israelites, the true Israel of God, and has given us forgiveness of sins. We confess our sins as we have already prayed this morning, and we ask that you would cleanse us from all unrighteousness, that you would purify our hearts and minds by the Holy Spirit and sanctify our worship this day, that it will be acceptable in thy sight. Our goal is one, and that is to honor thy Son, of course, for thy glory, O Father, but to glorify thy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank thee for him. We thank thee that he sits at thy right hand, invested with the power of the universe. We thank thee that before he commissioned his apostles to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature, including us Gentiles, he said, all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. We thank thee that when he had purged our sins by himself, he ascended up into heaven and sat down at thy right hand, waiting for his enemies to be made his footstool. We look forward to that day when formally and finally all his enemies will be his footstool. We love the word picture. We love the picture we love the reality that is coming. We thank Thee for the prophecy. Yes. Heavenly Father, have mercy upon us. Remember our frame, that we are weak, we are dust, and like a good father pities his young children, have pity upon us this day. Heavenly Father, our spirits are willing, but our flesh is weak. But we love Thy Son. We thank Thee for Thy Word. How much would we know of the Lord Jesus Christ without Thy precious Word? We thank Thee for inspiring it. We thank Thee for preserving it. We thank Thee for interpreting it for us. We thank Thee for convicting us to love it. And now, O oh Lord, in this, these hours that we have together, in this the Lord's day, bless us to honor Thy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. As has been prayed, we pray yet again that we ask these same blessings on every congregation of saints scattered throughout the world that seeks to worship Thee in spirit and in truth, and whose preachers will preach in sincerity and truth. And for those lost sheep that have no flock to gather with, we pray that you would be with them by the power of the Holy Spirit and by your written revelation to them, that you would protect them and bless them as well. We thank thee for America, for the privilege of preaching your gospel without violence. Preserve our liberties for this noble end. No other end is worthy of liberty and freedom as much as this one. Amen. We thank thee that you caused and chose us to be here in America where the gospel can be freely preached. Now bless us to use that liberty and that freedom wisely this day to convey as much of the word of God to our souls and to leave this place the better because of the event rather than worse. Have mercy upon us, Heavenly Father. We wait upon Thee. If You bless us, we shall be blessed. If You withhold a blessing, we shall be deprived. 
as a handmaiden looks to the hand of her mistress. We look to thee, O Lord God, to feed us this day the living bread and the written bread that our souls might be satisfied through Jesus Christ our Lord, in whose name we pray. Amen. Amen.